Welcome to the Raised with Jesus podcast, 10 minutes every day where life of Jesus meets yours. You've got your day of the Bible reading, today from 2 Corinthians 7. 2 Corinthians 7. So then, since we have these promises, dear friends, let us cleanse ourselves from everything that defiles the flesh and spirit as we seek to bring sanctification to its goal in the fear of God. Make room for us in your hearts. We have wronged no one. We have corrupted no one. We have taken advantage of no one. I am not saying this to condemn you. In fact, I have said before that you are in our hearts. We died together, and we live together with you. I have great confidence in you. I am very proud of you. I am filled with encouragement. I am overflowing with joy in all our trouble. In fact, when we came to Macedonia, our flesh had no relief. Instead, we were troubled in every way, conflicts on the outside, fears on the inside. But God, who comforts the downcast, comforted us with the arrival of Titus, and not only with his arrival, but also with the comfort he had received concerning you. He told us about your longing, your sorrow, and your serious concern for me. As a result, I rejoiced even more. For even if I caused you sorrow with my letter, I do not regret it. Even though I did regret it, for I see that my letter caused you sorrow, yet only for a little while. Now rejoice, not because you are made to feel sorrow, but because this sorrow resulted in repentance. Yes, you are made sorry in a godly way, so you are not harmed in any way by us. In fact, godly sorrow produces repentance, which leads to salvation leaving no regret. On the other hand, worldly sorrow produces death. Yes, look what godly sorrow produced in you, what diligence, what eagerness to clear yourself, what indignation, what alarm, what longing, what zeal, what correction. In every way you proved yourselves to be pure in this matter. So although I wrote to you, it was not because of the one who did what was wrong, or because of the one who was harmed by it. I wrote instead, so that your genuine concern for us would be revealed to you in the sight of God. For that reason, we have been comforted. In addition to our comfort, we rejoiced a great deal more at the joy of Titus, because all of you have set his spirit at rest. For if I made any boast to him about you, I have not been put to shame. Rather, just as everything we said to you was true, so also our boasting to Titus turned out to be true. And his heart goes out to you even more, as he remembers the obedience of all of you, how you received him with fear and trembling. I rejoiced, because I have complete confidence in you. This is the word of our God. Here in chapter 7, Paul picks up on the thread of thought that he left at in Second Corinthians chapter 2, especially Second Corinthians 2 verse 13, when he had talked about his change in travel plans and, and he had said, I still had no peace of mind because I did not find my brother Titus there. So I said goodbye to them and I went on to Macedonia. Even though there had been opportunity for ministry work there in Troas, Paul kept on going because he was so concerned and so worried about the Corinthians. And he had spent that entire interlude from chapter 2 all the way now to chapter 7 talking about talking about giving thanks to God for his gift, talking about giving thanks to God for the ministry. And what does the ministry look like? What does the ministry look like as we talk about the contrast in ministry, as we talk about the eternal unchanging nature of the ministry during a world and at a time when everything is changing, when we talk about the eternal nature of the ministry, 
when we live in a tent that is basically our body and our life in this world. And we hold this surpassing treasure in jars of clay that we are, that we are people who are easily broken and that we are broken down. And Paul says, finally, he says, I found Titus. Titus and I found each other and the joy that I had knowing that, knowing that you had come to repentance. And so the major topic that we're looking at here in 2 Corinthians 7 is the topic of um, sorrow, contrition, and repentance. Sorrow, contrition, and repentance. Um, sorrow and contrition are basically the same idea, talking about um, sorrow over sin, recognizing that you have done something that is incorrect and not in line with God, recognizing that by your words or your works um, that you have hurt or injured somebody else and somebody else has felt the brunt of your sin. That is contrition. That is sorrow. That is recognizing your sin. And that is something that even an unbeliever can, can experience, contrition and sorrow over sin. But then to that, we must add the second part of repentance, which is pointing to Jesus for forgiveness. And that is where the the grief is removed, the joy is restored, and the Christian is returned to a proper understanding of faith and to a proper relationship with God on the basis of that law and gospel having done its work where the first aspect of repentance is sorrow over sin. The second aspect of repentance, at least when we're talking about repentance in, a, in the full sense, and the second aspect is trust in, trusting in Jesus for forgiveness. And there is the announcement that your sin has been forgiven because Jesus died and rose. And for that, I forgive you also. There we're talking about the keys, you know, the the binding key and the loosing key, um, or the locking and the unlocking key, and uh, really a proclamation of law and gospel. We use the term binding and um, and locking and law basically the same way. Where binding your sins are now bound to you, uh, locking the door to heaven is locked because of your sin. The proclamation of the law, your sin has shut you out from God's presence. And the loosing key, the unlocking key, and the gospel key, it's the same thing. Uh, the loosing your sin has been released from you, the, and because of that, you, the door to heaven has been unlocked and opened, and dear friend, your sin is forgiven. And that proper understanding of what is repentance, what is faith, what is the role of sorrow and contrition, um, we recognize exactly where Paul left off at the end of 2 Corinthians 5, that repentance is a return, is God's work in us through his word, and to return us to that state of faith, because your repentance does not cause your forgiveness. The sin of the world was forgiven in the personal work of Jesus Christ, that all people were reconciled to God because Christ has carried their sin. And for his sake, all people have been forgiven. All people have been declared not guilty. And that forgiveness can be forfeited through unbelief. That forgiveness can be forfeited through lack of repentance. That forgiveness is then restored and returned to you 
when you are brought back to that understanding and that attitude of faith, when you are brought to repentance, when there is sorrow over sin and you are pointed back to Jesus. And that pointing back to Jesus is exactly what, yes, the formula of Concord talks about again. And um, and it's just so, it's just so helpful, just so um, explanatory that when we talk about the term repentance, that word repentance, it's not used in the exact same way throughout Scripture. In some passages, it it is used and taken to mean a person's entire conven- conversion. Uh, for example, as uh, Luke chapter 13 says, for example, unless you repent, you all will likewise all perish. That's when, that's when Jesus was talking with the disciples. And the disciples were wondering about those who perished when the tower in Siloam fell on them. And Jesus says, well, unless you all re- repent also, you also will perish. And there, when he says repent, it, it is taken to mean the person's entire conversion. But elsewhere, um, repent means nothing other than to acknowledge one's sin, uh, to be sorry for them and to stop doing them. Um, That comes from the law. The law is a curb and a mirror. Uh, The mirror shows our sin and the curb helps to restrain that sinful behavior. But then um, that isn't saving faith. The stopping of a sin, the turning away and aside from a sin is not saving faith. Um, you need to have faith in Christ. You need to be pointed to Jesus. That is the second second part of repentance. The preaching of the gospel, that is the unlocking key, the loosing key, uh, the gospel key. The preaching of the gospel and the sharing of the gospel, even in private conversation, um, gives and offers and grants the forgiveness that Jesus has won to all who have been terrified by, by the preaching of the law. The gospel proclaims the forgiveness of sins, not to, not to those who are comforted and content in their sin, but the gospel preaches forgiveness to the bruised and the repentant. The preaching of the gospel must be added so that repentance may lead to salvation and the person isn't left in sorrow and the terror of the law. And so that kind of gives us an understanding of what's going on here in, um, in 2 Corinthians 7 when he says, uh, when Paul says in verses 8 through 10, I suppose, 8 through 10 and 11, For even if I caused you sorrow with my letter, I do not regret it. Even though I did regret it, for I see that my letter caused you sorrow, yet only for a little while. Paul says, you know, it's not pleasant to make you, to cause you sorrow, but there's a godly and a good purpose for this. Verse 9, now I rejoice, not, not because you were made to feel sorrow, but because this sorrow resulted in, yes, repentance. You were made sorry in a godly way, so you are not harmed in any way by us. Pointing somebody back to Jesus and bringing them back from the brink of being caught in their sin and, um, and returning them to this proper, proper attitude of faith, that is the role of repentance. And thank God that that happens. Thank God, even though that's not the most pleasant experience. In fact, godly sorrow produces repentance, which leads to salvation, leaving no regret. On the other hand, worldly sorrow produces death. God, the difference between godly sorrow and worldly sorrow is Jesus. Um, godly sorrow points us back to Jesus. Worldly sorrow leaves us stuck in our sorrow. And, and all we would have is just feeling sorrow and eventually despairing. And so what shall we learn from this? 
Well, there is a proper role for calling someone to repentance. There is a proper time and a place to comfort one another. And yes, even <laughs> I think of this especially as a parent, there is, there is time to call that child or that other person to repentance and to let it sit with them so that they recognize the extent of their sin. It's not just, it's not going through the motions to say, did you see what you said and the effect that your words had on your your brother or this other family member? Do you see how your words hurt me? Whatever the case may be. We don't just go through this as though our mind is unplugged and we are not understanding and recognizing the experience of repentance. And it's the same thing when we when we hear a sermon. It's not just sit down and you listen, oh, here's the law. Okay, okay, where's the gospel? All right, now let's move on. No, God takes us along as he does the work through his spiritual words to bring us and convict us of what we have done. And that is a real thing. And then to comfort us with the reality of the resurrection of Jesus for you and for me. So as you go out your day, as you go about your day, take a moment um, within within the confines of your own mind or to a loved one, um, take a moment to confess. What is it that has been on your conscience? And Or just ask them, is everything okay? Or have I done something that has, that has hurt you? Take a moment to recognize that verbally to them. And then to go through the entire process, I am sorry. I have hurt you. I have sinned against you. Please forgive me for the sake of Jesus Christ. And then the responsibility of that other friend, dear friend, dear loved one, your sin is forgiven because Jesus rose from the dead for you. And I forgive you too because of his forgiveness. Thanks so much for joining us here at the Raised with Jesus podcast. God bless your day.